When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can say that it doesn't matter. You can say it's a Western Conference team. Uh, nothing is really relevant about it in the standings. Everyone should just look ahead to Thursday in New York. I'm here to put the brakes on that at least a little bit. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Avalanche 6, Penguins 4. That score is so not indicative of really anything that happened because there was a bunch of late goals, uh, empty netters, and whatever. It, it was essentially a four to two game. I think that's the best way, the fairest way, to describe the way it played out. And the Penguins again pumped a zillion shots onto the Avs. They had forty the other day in Denver in the three two loss. They had forty four in this one. 84 shots on goal is a lot of vulcanized rubber on the opponent. Not shot attempts, shots. But what ended up undoing this team, not so much in the first meeting, but in this one, was that there wasn't an answer for Colorado's odd man rushes. And if that sounds like it's beginning to become a recurring theme, that's because it is. There are all kinds of factors that go into conceding odd man rushes. Most of them are not based on defensive positioning. Most of them are based on puck management. But those concepts can also work together. And in the Penguins' case, for what are we talking about? Really, since December, we haven't seen it all click. I asked Evan Rodriguez after the game about the defending. Yeah, I think, you know, we gave up quite a few on-man rushes. It's a dangerous team off the rush, and um, they capitalized. I think, you know, we we controlled, you know, ozone play, and I think for the most part, you know, controlled a lot of the game, but when you play a team like that that's so lethal off the rush, you know, they'll they'll take advantage of it, and I think we let them do that. And he wasn't the only one I asked. He wasn't the only one who acknowledged. Brian Russ did, too. 
Marcus Pedersen did too. Later on, I asked Mike Sullivan about it as well. He got a little defensive at first, referring to the Penguins' pretty good overall showings in both St. Paul and Denver from the defensive standpoint leading into this game. And that was a fair thing for him to come back with. But this game, we have seen play out before. And this, this is what really, really needs to be avoided when the games start to matter. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Thursday matters. I'm not going to lie, and the neither the players nor the head coach ducked that afterward. They can see the standings just like the rest of us, and they can see who's lining up for a first-round matchup. The Rangers will come at you with a transition game, with speed, and with finish. And if that isn't addressed, and I mean emphatically, exaggeratedly, then you're going to see the fourth consecutive first-round exit. I'm not saying that to sound fatalistic. I'm not saying that as a reaction to one tough loss at home to the NHL's best team. I'm saying that based on this body of work that this team has put forth so far. They are a really good hockey team. They have really good hockey players. They have a really good, consistent work ethic. They have a lot of the ingredients that you'd want. They have a lot of ingredients that other teams don't have. But when you're setting the bar at the Stanley Cup, and there's no reason not to, that is kind of the objective, then what you have to be focused on is what you don't have, what you're missing. And what this team is missing is the consistent ability to be in the opponent's faces over all 200 feet of ice for all three hours that get invested into that evening. I didn't see that in this game. I didn't even see it in the first period when the Penguins outshot the Avs 2-1, to one, running up 20 total shots, 24 attempts, 12 scoring chances. Everything went right. They even came out of it with a 1-1 tie. But the Avs still had their breaks. They still had their opportunities. And then once the second period came along, and maybe it was Jared Bednar ripping up the paint in the visiting locker room walls, but the entire Colorado team came out after an intermission and just let it fly. I mean, they've got the people. They've got everything. 
when that happened. There was no answer for it. And again, you can excuse this or that and say, well, they're really, really good and they do that to a lot of teams. And all of that's accurate. But that's not the point from the Pittsburgh perspective. The point here is that this team, in order to win a championship, and I'll never duck that actually being the subject matter, needs to be able to shut down anybody. We have seen it at times. We've seen it twice with Tampa. We've seen it with Toronto. We've seen it, as Sullivan correctly pointed out, just last week in St. Paul. We have seen this team completely clamp down, suffocate their opponents. That did not happen in this game. That needs to happen Thursday night at the Garden, and that needs to become the template for the remainder of the regular season so that it can just be routine almost by the time game one comes around. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Mitch, who says, Is Mike Sullivan becoming Dan Bilesma 2.0? He plays the veterans, doesn't play the young guys anymore, and can't spark this team anymore. That's an awfully rough assessment, Mitch, for one night, because that's pretty much what we're discussing here. To kind of revisit this from the first segment. The game at St. Paul, I'm sure, was satisfactory to everybody, including you. The overall effort and performance and all else in Denver was not all that far from what they did against the Wild. And then this game just wasn't all that good from their standpoint after the first period. But from there, you're getting into roster decisions and effort and whether or not there's a spark, and that just doesn't make any sense. A lot of these J1Qs come in after games, and emotions are high, and that runs in both directions. If a player, even a nothing player, has a decent game, you'll get this guy needs to be this and this and put him on the first power play and whatever else. And then when things don't go well, you have this kind of reaction. This is an elite head coach. I, I really not even inclined to attempt to address this. Okay. But there is something substantive to take from this game. I believe that. If you look at it and you line it up with other showings that the Penguins have had against other top teams, this one was a step down. And that's a concern because in order to win the Stanley Cup, you have to beat, duh, the top teams. And obviously, the Avs are one of those. The Rangers are going to be one of those tomorrow night. And if there was one thing that I really liked about the way this 
portion, this small portion of the schedule lined up, is that the Avs were going to challenge the Penguins in every capacity, but especially with speed and on the rush. That by the time they hit the ice at the Garden, the Rangers are going to look pretty much just like the team they faced, except that they're not going to be as defensively solid as Colorado is. And that's a positive. That's a positive if the Penguins take it as such. If the Penguins read and recognize and remember more than anything what it is that they need to do to beat these teams, I referenced earlier in this week, a measure of humility is welcome in that process. If you go out there thinking that your superstars can match theirs when theirs are in their prime, you're going to get torched. But if you go out there thinking, listen, there's one way, one way we know we can beat this opponent, and we're going to do it, we're going to put everything we have into it, then they're going to be okay. That applies to the game tomorrow night. That applies to game one, which probably will come against those very same Rangers. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow. Thank you.